It's this or nothing. I'm not compromising. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, and it got, you know, it makes me emotional thinking about it because, you know, I'm I'm so committed and um that's the place that I'm creating from. You know, that's where my artwork is coming from is that place. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Making Ways, the podcast all about finding your unexpected path to a creative career. I'm your host, Rob Goodman. I'm a marketer and an artist and a storyteller. On today's show, we have Nathan Richard Phelps. Nathan is an amazing artist. He does these really incredible large-scale murals. And today we talk about Nathan's journey as an artist, his years and years of working in the restaurant industry in order to sustain himself, the big risk he took in going independent and starting his art career, and the realities of what that work is like. We also get into troubles that he had as a young person and the break that he took in order to find clarity and realign himself at a young age. And we get into the meaning of his work and what it means to make art and be creative and put things out into the world that not only touch you and and make you feel good as the creator, but also impact others and create a relationship between you and the audience together in this shared experience. I'm really excited for you all to hear the conversation with Nathan. Before we get started, I really want to thank our partner, Soothe. If you use the offer code MAKINGWAYS, you can get $20 off your first massage with Soothe. It's an incredible service. I have done it. I've gotten a massage here at my house where I also record Making Ways, and it's incredible. Really professional masseuses come to your house. You can get any style of massage that you want, and I really am excited about this company and what they're offering, trying to get more people access to this kind of self-care. So check out Soothe, download the app, use the offer code Making Ways, and you'll get $20 off your first massage. Okay, let's get started. Nathan, welcome to the show. Hey, good to be here. Yeah, good to talk to you. I'm a big fan of your artwork. I'm We're in the room where we record, and I'm just like imagining it surrounding this space, like on the walls, because your, your work yeah. is murals, and it's on walls, mm-hmm. interior spaces, outdoors. Mm-hmm. It's uh, really fluid and organic, but um, very well designed and aesthetically pleasing it's like it moves you there's a lot of movement in it but at the same time i feel it's very uh peaceful and and restful as well oh and yeah and um so anyway i want it all over my walls and that's what i'm picturing as we're we're talking um so well well, i would love to yeah yeah yeah. like we were talking earlier it, it you know we were talking earlier about um when you're at work and not at work And it's like, even this, you know, it's like talking to you is work and you never know where there's a wall that's going to come up and, you know, somebody's like, oh, I would like to have your work in here. Right, right. (laughs) Because we we were talking about this idea that as an artist who's doing something unique, you're the only one in the world who can Mm -hmm. offer that kind Mm -hmm. of service. You're the only one Mm -hmm. who can create that kind of work. Mm-hmm. And when you're, yeah, when you're out there, you're meeting people, you're talking to them mm-hmm. about what you do, and you're you're seeing walls and opportunities to create. 
Yeah. And the, you know, one of the qualities about being an artist that's different than, you know, other yeah. professions is that it's, it's a fine line between what you do and what you are, you know, like we were talking, like if you're a plumber, you can go and fix pipes and, you know, there's always pipes to be fixed and you can do a good job fixing pipes or not, but you, there's always a pathway forward and there's always a, a pipes are always going to be there, but murals or paintings, I don't know. Like sometimes, <laughs> you know, sometimes people want them. Most of the time they don't, you right, know? Right. And so when you're, when you're doing that, what they actually want is your authentic vision. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And so that authenticity is you. Yeah. It's not something that, well, it's also something that you do, but it's, it's who it is that you are. Right. And so that's the thing that you're carrying around in the world, like all the time, you know, whether you're doing a podcast at a bar, right. Having brunch, you know, it, so it's really weird. It's really weird. It, actually, it brings up a, an issue that I was thinking about earlier that you might find interesting is that if you fail <laughs> at being an artist, you're, you don't have a ground, like if you, if you have a corporate gig and you're working on a project with a team and you're having trouble, you can always lean over to the guy next to you and be like, Hey man, like I'm having trouble here. Can you look at this? Like, see, what am I missing? Right. Like, what do I do? You know? And, and you're working together on this project and sure. it's like, cool, you get help. Well, obviously as an artist, you don't have that, but even if that project fails, you're still resting on the company. <laughs> right. But if you fail as an artist, you don't even have a company. It's you as an individual <laughs> in the world who has failed. And that's, the le that's, that, that's that dark place that art gets into where it's like, woo Like it's a, it's a trapeze uh, act with no net. Right. I mean, and... And is failure to you... I mean, people not talk being about able to support yourself, right? Right. Not being able to not be able to eat, right? Yeah. And L so lose my apartment. That's right. my big fear. Yeah. And so, did your works? Did you start off as a like a graffiti artist, spray painter, things like that? A lot of people who do murals maybe came from that background. Where Where did the origin of your your work start? Like on paper or? Yeah, you know, yeah, it started on paper. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, I was doing, I was living in a VW bus and I saw a, a, a vision in my head that I tried to draw. And then that started a process of filling up these sketchbooks. And so I was just drawing and drawing and drawing and drawing and drawing. And then I was in an art supply store. This is probably about 20 years ago. And they have a, like a black, they call it crepe paper tape. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes it's called masking tape. But um, so I grabbed this uh, tape and I just started doing, instead of drawing lines, yeah. I would take the tape and I would put lines on the wall. Hmm. And with this tape, like I could do an entire wall in like a few hours and it was really cool. And then Were I you could like also exacto, take it off. Exacto yeah, cutting yeah. it? And yeah. And then I could take it off because it's just tape. Right. You know, so it was cool. It was I was able to have this huge visual impact by using this tape and then, um, you know, take it off and there's no damage to the wall or whatever. Right. Um, right. so I was doing that. So I started drawing, I started doing that. Eventually I got into paint pens and then the first painting that I ever did, the first time that I ever used paint was on a 
on the first mural that I painted in a coffee shop in Cupertino that was, it was probably like 12 foot by four foot or something like that. Wow. And, um, do you project onto the wall and then trace? Do you do it original to the wall? I'm a little bit different than most mural artists. I, I basically come up with a motif and then just kind of wing it on the... Really? Yeah, all freehand. Um, but I mean, the, the traditional way is that you would have an image and you grid it out on a piece of paper. So you'd have like one square inch is the equivalent to one square foot. Mm-hmm. And then you translate it that way. Like that's the traditional right. way that would make billboards back when billboards were uh, hand painted. Yeah. And um, so I don't do that. Uh, sometimes though, if I have a really big job, you know, and there's like a lot of money involved and a lot of people involved, <laughs> like you don't, like, like people really do want to see like exactly what they're going to get. And right. So I'm, so I usually tell people, I say, this is very close to what it is that I'm going to do, but I need to reserve uh, the ability to make decisions on the wall because the reality is, is that I'm painting it on a wall. I'm not making a picture. And when you're right. underneath a mural and you're having to move your head left and right to look at, like, say, you know, I have a mural in Berkeley that's 67 feet by like 300 feet. Wow. And when you're in the corner of it, you have to move your head all the way to the right to be able to see it. And the design has to take that perspective point into consideration or else right. it's not going to read correctly in the world. It right. might look good as a photograph from a bird's eye view, but nobody's looking at it that way. Right. You're looking at it from the sidewalk. And so for, for me to affect the viewer in the way that I want to be affected, like I'm, I'm tweaking perception itself from certain vantage points. Sure. And so that's what I'm most interested in doing is giving people a little, I don't know, a little, a little glimpse into a portal of consideration and impacting their day, even if it's just for a moment where they're like, whoa, yeah, like that. Oh, huh. Wow. I've never seen anything like that. Yeah. It does Whatever. feel very other dimensional, uh, like other spacey, yeah, you know, it 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 feels like it's a, a like a window, a portal to another mm. space, but it also mm. feels very uh, internal and interior. Mm. Yeah, in terms awesome. of like what's oh, what cool. you know your your thoughts and what's happening physically in your body. Oh, it's so interesting that you get that because like o- oftentimes my work is like just a single shape. You know, like maybe it's just repeated yeah Yeah, like like thousands and thousands of rectangles but in the end they're only rectangles but then when you get that feeling on the inside which is what i get um it's just fascinating to me that thousands of rectangles can make you feel a certain way which is the way that makes me feel which it's amazing that that happens to me and then when somebody else tells me that's happening to them i'm i'm just like i don't even like what is going on? You <laughs> like, know what why, I mean? like it's why so, is it? Why does yeah, it resonate? Like what, yeah, like what? Like just scientifically, like what's happening? Like what's right. being translated there? It's right. like you know, sometimes you have that experience where, like, say, if there's a, um, like a, if there's two pianos in a room mm-hmm. and you play a piano and it'll resonate with the other piano. 
there's something having to do with that visually, you know, where there's a resonance, like what's happening in me is right. resonating with the viewer right. because we're sharing space as humans, mm-hmm. yeah. or, you know, in consciousness. Or, uh, it's endlessly fascinating. And it's something that I am specifically trying to play around with of, right. of really portraying emotions as form. Mm-hmm. And did you study art? Did you go to art school? No, I had a uh, psychotic break when I was in my early 20s that uh, sent me uh, out of, it sent me into the forest, actually. Oh my I don't know gosh. if it was a psychotic, it, psychotic might not be the right word, but I was definitely uh, in the realm of like some sort of like schizophrenic issue wow and, and then, it was uh, happening to you you didn't know what you were dealing with at the time and you went off into the forest or well i had a bit of resolution to it where i had the break was that i like that condition broke when i had what william james would call a religious experience and i'm still playing around like it used to be i i used to very it used to be that I would say that I saw God, but now I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. Like I definitely saw a truth that was like, I thought my life was one thing and then I saw what it actually was. And it was horrible. Were you, uh, were you religious growing up? Yeah. My dad was a Baptist pastor. So I probably had some neural pathways that were formed in my mind that made that experience possible. And then also the language that I use is based on the tradition that I was born in, even though it's, it's kind of a mess, you know, it's a mess to talk about. I mean, just anything religious, but yeah, but the, how the artwork came out of that is like, I dropped out, uh, I moved into a VW bus and got rid of all of my, well, I wanted to start my life over. So I, uh, after I moved into my bus, I realized that like, I really wanted to just start from zero. Yeah. So like fire, water, shelter, food is what you learn when you're taking a wilderness survival classes. And so that's what I did. I went up to Mount Shasta and for a couple of years, I just tried to start my life over. And then in that I had a, a vision like I was telling you about. And then I started drawing. Right. Because I, and the reason why I started drawing is because I wanted to understand what was happening inside of my own experience. Right. And, and the seeing what came out on the page was a way of understanding aspects of myself that I wouldn't be able to see unless I was having that specific experience. Right. Because this thing that comes out when you're drawing spontaneously is, it's mysterious, you know? Yeah. I mean, you just don't know what it is. So then I realized, like, I had kind of a knack for it, or I had something, and then my brain was like, oh, you should go to school. And then I thought immediately, well, if I go to school, people are going to tell me, oh, this is good, or this is bad, or right. you fit into this tradition, or you might want to, you know, da, da. And I was like, no, the reason why I'm doing art is to experience my own mind. And so I don't want to muddy that up with, other people's experience. So I didn't even look at artwork. I mean, I knew about like Van Gogh and Picasso and stuff, Mm -hmm. but I didn't even look at any artwork for probably like, probably like five years. And then somebody, um, somebody from the museum of contemporary art in San Diego 
uh, saw me doing that tape thing on the wall mm-hmm. when I, it was at a deli in a neighborhood. And I put up some of my drawings with this tape thing. And then she invited me to, you know, do one of those uh, line drawings. Yeah. Wall drawings um, at the museum. And uh, wow. and she was like, yeah, you could do it on this wall. And I was like, what if I did the entire lobby? And she's like, all right, cool. <laughs> so, I just, so I just completely took over this lobby. So that was your and first I, like big break. I mean, this woman saw you yeah. doing it in the, in the deli and then invited you to the museum. And then you, yeah. you, you took the crack I mean, in the door and, and said, can I do the whole, the whole lobby? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it felt like a big break, but nothing really came. That, that was like 15 years ago. I would say that I'm only successful like in the last like two years <laughs> and so, successful so, well, by your live, terms right I, I can live in san francisco as an artist right right you know and i don't do anything else except art and let's rewind a little bit if you don't mind me asking you said you know you had that moment you had yeah. a little bit of a a vision mental break all of these <laughs> yeah, things it was, was it was a yeah and it made you look at your the life you were leading very differently was yeah what what was going on that was kind of bad about your your surroundings or what oh, man, you were I was feeling? Lost man, yeah. I was lost. I was troubled. I was a tr- I was a troubled teen, like just internally, and um, I just wasn't living well. I was very narcissistic. I mean, I still am narcissistic. I like to think that I'm a recovering narcissist, but. <laughs> But this podcast isn't going to help. It's all about you. Yeah, some people would argue with, a lot of people would argue with that. But there is something, you actually, it's kind of funny because you kind of do have to have some sort of narcissism to look at this giant wall and be like, yeah, I'm going to be the one to, sure, I can paint that. Like, it's weird. You need that for your job. Yeah, you kind of do, right? But but I was just, I I wasn't living, you know, I grew up very um, traditional. Uh, I was very protected. I grew up in the church. And, when that went away and I became like a man or a teenager, like I went, I went, I went into the dark side, man. I went, I went, you know, whatever, sex, drugs, rock and roll, the whole, I mean, just in the realm of the senses and hedonism. And then, yeah. you know, and, 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 you know, I got, I got wrapped up in my own experience and I wasn't treating people well. I wasn't value. I wasn't, I wasn't a good worker. I wasn't a good friend. I wasn't a good son. I was, I was just, and it was just, it was just crowding in on me. And pr- pretty soon I was just like mentally just twitching, Yeah, you know, and I don't, I don't know how to describe, sometimes I think about it again and I don't know, I, I don't know. I, I guess the closest I can get is thinking that I wasn't living my innate values. So I was kind of split. Like mm-hmm. the person that I was, wasn't the, the person that I was, the person that was acting out wasn't the person who I was. And that those two entities weren't connected. Yeah. And so it started to break. And it was like a lot of anxiety, a lot of pressure. But then when it finally like broke, broke, like that person had to die in a way or burn so that something could arise out of the ashes. So that's why I went to the wilderness survival uh, school because right. I was like I'm going to start this whole thing from zero like I'm going to start this all over did you s- remain in contact with friends and family and are you are you oh yeah I'm super close with everybody okay yeah okay. yeah I, I really I I I'm a big softy and I I love I love my mom I love my dad and I love all my relationships I'm I'm 
I just love people. Yeah. You know, I'm a, I, I, I really like, so yeah, you, I like the whole thing. Like, yeah, <laughs> but I have good relationships with everybody. I, I really, I put in a lot of energy. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so you went off into the woods, you had this time. Did you also do things to service your mental health in terms of like, I did a couple the, of vision quests and, um, I quit drinking, I quit smoking you know, and then that's been, you know, something that I kind of go in and out of a lot. But, um, yeah, I mean, I got pretty, uh, I got pretty clear there. And then when, then once I emerged back into the world, I kind of became like just normal, like in the world person. Again. Yeah. 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 But it was like, it was a weird, it was kind of like a, I became like a one man monk <laughs> in a mobile monastery. <laughs> Yeah, because you had to get, I had to get clear. I had to get clear, man. It it was life and death for me. In terms of how far you were pushing things on the, oh man, it wasn't gonna, it wasn't gonna go well. Yeah, yeah, I was. Yeah, I mean, the world is not built for that kind of behavior, and the world will put you in check, right? You know, I mean, we have. (laughs) Yeah. Anyways, so when you started to to reemerge from that that part, and you you get this. awesome opportunity 15 years ago now in the the lobby of the museum. Mm-hmm. What, what are you doing to, and you said it was really just the past two years where you've been able to really sustain yourself fully just on, on artwork. What have you been doing side hustle uh, money wise over the, the past decade? And how did that balance with having enough time to develop your, your craft? Yeah. Well, there's an, Easy answer for that, which is waiting tables. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Waited tables for 16 years. Wow. So in the last place, the, my last last time I was on a payroll was at uh, Zuni Cafe okay. uh, on Market. I, I worked there for like six and a half years. Yeah. And, so but, it's one of the best restaurants in San Francisco. Yeah, it is. So. And um, that was my last, you know, I it, to be honest, it's kind of interesting in the sense that you know, I was just afraid forever, to be honest. I mean, I, I was just fearful. You know, I'm also very financially responsible. Like, I'm not, I'm not one of those maniac artists. Like, I, I, like, I'm pretty. You want the stability, grounded. Yeah. yeah. Well, and you know, I financially, I'm real hesitant to make big moves and just like expect it's going to work out. Like, right. I don't think anything's going to work out. <laughs> like I, I'm, I'm real risk averse when it comes to, um, financial stuff. Yeah. You know, yeah. I keep my overhead, even to this day, I keep my overhead like as low as possible. Like I don't buy a bunch of, you know, I mean, to me, it's just about freedom. Yeah. You know, like money is freedom and I just want enough money to not think about money. Right. Like if I can look at my bank account twice in a month and be like, yeah, okay, cool. We're good. Yeah. Just keep living this way. It's, you know, like that's the dream. Like I don't need any more than that. Yeah. But it got to the point with waiting tables where I was so, I didn't have it in me anymore. Like I could not do it anymore. Like I kept, but the weird thing is like I was making, I was making pro, I was probably netting like four grand a month. Like I was, I was, I think I was getting like $200 a night cash, yeah. like five days a week. And I just knew without any other skills, like I wasn't going to be able to get anywhere near that. Like if I was getting entry any 
entry level anywhere else, right. it would probably be starting at like 20 bucks an hour or something. You can't live in San Francisco. I, w- I wouldn't have been able to make it. Right. And, you know, I was always doing artwork on the side, but uh, I I was just always hanging on to this, like, safety of being in restaurants because you can, you know, kind of plug in and plug out. You know, you worked at one restaurant, you worked at all the restaurants. Right. It's just kind of the way it is. So were you not making as much work? Let me, uh, so this was before I painted murals. So let me, uh, yeah. let me, uh, run some numbers on you. That, okay. okay. Uh, we'll make every artist out there, their, uh, hair stand on in. Okay. So a lot of people don't realize this, but if you're in a gallery system, they take half. That's just what it is. Right. So, um, everything that you sell through a gallery, if it hangs on their walls, they get half and they actually will, they don't do this as much anymore, but when I was, Coming up, they would also have you sign a contract. So anything that you sold six months after the show, they would also get half because the assumption is that the people who became aware of you um, was because of the show that you just had. Right. So anyway, so they take half, right? So say you sell a thousand dollar canvas. Well, the the gallery's taken half. Now, what's your studio? The materials, taxes, all of that. So now you're probably down to like. 250 or three. So now how many thousand dollar canvases do you have to sell a month to be able to live in San Francisco? <laughs> well, Nobody's I'm... doing that. Yeah. It, it's impossible. So even if you had two shows a year, which would be crushing it, right? To be able to have two full gallery shows a year, like you would be. I mean, I can't. Well, I am going to have two shows this year, but um, nice. that's. But I mean, I kind of got my thing down, but, right. But, um, but anyway, so you start running those numbers and you're just like, I'm, I'm never going to get anywhere. Like, I'm never going to make this happen. And you start looking at artists and you're like, how do you, like, what do you even do? Like, what, like, how is it even possible? And still, I mean, even to this day, I look at other artists and I'm like, how are you even doing this? Yeah. Like, do you have a trust fund or do you have a wife that works or do you have like, what is going on? I've talked to a lot of artists who are teaching they right. maybe have uh, another part-time day job they're maybe doing something arts related and then yeah. they're they're having their practice but most are not solely yeah i think like once you get into the 10 to fifteen thousand dollar range per canvas i think you can start making it and then also galleries are actually going to really be pushing you if they, if they if a gallery can actually make you know whatever it is if they can sell a canvas for ten thousand dollars like right. they're going to be putting some energy towards you. The other thing is that when you're selling uh, canvases for a thousand dollars, like no gallery is going to put resources into you. It's not going to make them enough money. No, it's just, yeah. So it's, it's just that. So you kept running these numbers in your head as you're waiting tables and going, what, why am I going to do this? Well, here's it. I can't not do it. Like I'm just doing this anyway. It's like, I was just making, I've, I've made, um, I mean, I've made work ever since I started, I've just made work. I just yeah. keep doing it and doing it and doing it. But, um, so I just, I didn't ever see a way out. So it was 16 years of that, Wow. you know, and never really getting anywhere. I mean, even though everybody, you know, you know, people say like, Oh, I love your work. Like, yeah. oh, it's great. And, and I did sell stuff. I've, I've always sold well, but like, like maybe netting, I don't know. Maybe in a good year, like seven grand netting. Okay. You know, wow. so 
No, maybe, maybe, maybe more than that. I don't know. It's hard to, hard to remember. Yeah. But then, but then once I started doing murals, it's like, it's totally different. I mean, it's totally different. Like there's a lot of money in mural making. And when did that breakthrough happen? Because you were doing canvases, you were doing yeah. drawings. So when well, did you... I was also you... doing that tape on the wall thing. Right, right. Yeah, okay. so that tape on the wall thing, I did that at a couple of different shows. Okay. And then there was a... Uh, I was living with my girlfriend at the time up on Knob Hill, and there's a, a cafe up there called Another Cafe, which mm-hmm. is on Leavenworth and Pine. Okay. And I asked Elias, I was like, hey, man, I got this tape thing that I do. Could I do this in your bathroom? And... And he's like, cool. And I said, I'll do it for like 500 bucks. Right. And he's like, all right, cool. And still to this day, it's up and it's immersive. It's like this room, like it's just covered all over the, see, it's really cool. So that, that tape stays. Well, I put a seal on it. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so it's still up. It's still up there. Wow. And, um, and so I did that. And then, and then one of his buddies was opening up a restaurant, uh, Lark in Castro mm-hmm. and and they were like, you know, we want a mural. And I was like, okay, cool. And they said, well, we want it to be in like, they picked out some colors and I was like, oh man, okay, cool. <laughs> like that, put a, that, that was like a wet blanket. The, uh, yeah. the, 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 at least the color choices are just having yeah. that kind of direction. Well, yeah. I, well, it's not in my strength. It's not my strength. Right. So they're asking me to do something where I'm like, okay, I can figure this out rather than them hiring me to do your thing. What? Yeah. 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 So that's a big difference. And then I think that was, I did that in the bathroom, painted that bathroom and, uh, the mural is no longer there. Um, I think the bathroom might be there, uh, painted. I think that was like $1,300 or something like that. And then that took me, that took me like a week. Mm-hmm. So even so even that I was like oh thirteen hundred bucks in a week and I'm working at night oh no 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 I'd quit my job already at at Zuni okay um which is a different story but but anyway so when I started doing that I was like oh thirteen hundred in a week um gross but I can maybe make that work you know yeah it, it, oh and then also I did have like a side hustle I, I was working at a weird like tech startup thing, um, which is not that interesting, but Mm. it was something to be able to keep me buoyant. Yeah. Yeah. But I was an independent contractor. Okay. So I I could choose to plug in or, um, you know, so it was a different move, but I, but so those were the first two murals. And then what happened after that? Then I got another mural at a restaurant that's now defunct called Oro. And that was in Mint Plaza. And that one, the guy was like, how much do you want to charge? And I was like, 3,700. And he's like, all right. I was like, oh, oh, yeah. Like, now we're we're cooking. Right, right. And then it's just been like, you know, since then, it's just, I mean, you wouldn't believe how much some of these murals go for. Wow. Well, they're, they're so big. Well, and you start getting heavy equipment involved. And, you know, like I'm insured for $2 million. And, you know, I have my full studio now and you know i have sometimes i hire people you know so i mean i have a full-on operation going now you so know, it's like being a general contractor right for painting stuff <laughs> <laughs> for creativity yeah yeah right so it could be tens of thousands it could oh, be yeah. hundreds of yeah, thousands. yeah 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 
Like, do you, do you know the artist uh, Wylan? Sounds really but familiar. He was one. He was the, he was this guy. He had a gallery in Monterey, and he would paint underwater scenes of like whales and stuff. Okay, but he I'm had sure a whole series it. of uh, he called them whaling walls, okay. and uh, he went all around the world painting whales on walls, like <laughs> all over the planet. And those were like uh, uh, over a hundred thousand a piece. Wow. Yeah. 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 I mean, they get, I mean, there's a lot, like if you come out of the graffiti tradition, like you'll just take a wall and, and you'll be like, oh, Montana cans will sponsor me and give me paint. Like I'll paint that. And it's like, well, that's the graffiti tradition, not the muralist tradition. Right. Know? Like when you're like, I've never, I've never, you know, I mean, I did run around with some graffiti guys for a little bit, like a long time ago, but, but I, I've never been attracted to that. Like I've always, I've never painted illegally. Except for briefly in my late teens. <laughs> You're like, that's the time when I did everything illegal yeah, yeah. possible. <laughs> right. Right. So you talked about you got this mural, that mural, but these things aren't kind of like being handed to you, I'm assuming. Are you? Yeah, they are. They are? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, Sometimes. Okay. Sometimes so, I have to go get them. Yeah. That's, well, that's what I wanted well, to I mean, ask. How much like, of it is like the hustle versus maybe you've reached it's all this? all hustle. <laughs> But it's like stuff arrives in my inbox. But like even like you today, you were like, oh, like I'm imagining all this. We're, like right. I'll pursue that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like well, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll see if you want to be serious about it because I will paint this. That would be like amazing. If you, like if you want. But yeah. then it would be, you know, we have to run the numbers and do all sure, of that. Sure. But so, I mean, like just like that example, like that right. just arrived. Right. You know what I mean? Like right. I didn't have, I mean, I had to make a point of being here and doing, you know, your show with you, but right. you know, so it's like being in the right place at the right time, but and it's all, also just actively being on all right, the time right? of, but you know, when you've been 20 years into it and, right. and you just don't think anything's going to ever work out. It's kind of <laughs> like, you know, your great grandma has been through the great depression and she's like saving her, uh, toast crust from brunch, you know, <laughs> in a Ziploc bag. You're like, you You're never like, know yeah. when this is going to go yeah, famine, no, so right? let's let's go all speed yeah, ahead. Yeah, and I appreciate it all too. I mean, just any like I just see the whole thing as being a miracle. You know, it's just it's a miracle. Yeah, that, that any of this is even happening. Yeah, or, or that art exists, or that <laughs> you know, the whole thing is just so outlandish. Right. That like I just can't make heads or tails of it. Hi, everyone. I want to tell you about our new sponsor. They're called Soothe, and it's the leading on-demand massage service. Now, you might think making ways, creative careers, massage, how are these things all connected? Well, I'll tell you. Self-care and being kind to yourself and giving yourself time to daydream, time to exercise, time to sleep well and eat right and see friends and family and also get physical care is so important to the creative process and it's so important to being productive and getting great work done so i'm really excited to offer you all 20 dollars off your first booking with soothe if you go to soothe.com you can download the app and it's really amazing they will come to your house so all of this is at your home they can come to your office it's all on demand they can be there as soon as one hour when you sign up for it and they've got everything they need to show up at your house or your office or even your hotel to recreate the spa experience in that place so they bring the linens and the music and the oils and everything 
So check out Soothe. Go to Soothe.com. Use offer code MAKINGWAYS for $20 off your first booking. It's sponsors and partners like Soothe that make bringing this podcast to everyone for free possible. So I'm so excited to have Soothe on board. I hope you'll check them out. That's Soothe, S-O-O-T-H-E.com. Okay, now let's get back to the show. What is your the day job aspect of being a, an artist now for you? Are you pretty regimented on a daily basis? Um, so I'd like to hear about kind of the technical, how you break up your day and also, yeah. also how it's feeling for you personally now to, you know, to be able to do this and, and sustain oh, wow. yourself and thrive, uh, after so many yeah. years. Well, it still is up and down. Um, I mean, I had a moment earlier this year where it's complicated and I understand like why it happened, but there was a, there was a, there was a spot where like, I just wasn't like all last year I was, I painted like 40 murals last year. Wow. You know? And I mean, I was all over, I was in Hong Kong, China. I painted at uh, Caltech in uh, Pasadena. Yeah. I was in Amsterdam. I was, you know, I was all over the place and I was, I was, I was filled up all year long and I, you know, actually made like, tech money money and um and i was like oh cool i can finally like live in san francisco and like if i want to buy a round of like overpriced cocktails at a a cocktail bar you know i can throw 60 bucks off and be like ah this is nothing for me you know what i mean i've never been able to do that wow you know and it was like all year long yeah and um and i was like ah cool this is a new normal right and then uh this year I, I, January was great. February was great. March, I got a new studio and I was just in my studio doing work, doing paintings. Yeah. And March, like nothing came in. I was like, didn't even think about it. April, nothing came in. I think, you know, I think I made like 500 bucks in March or like $800 in April. Right. right. I mean, just like, I don't know, somebody, like I did a wine label. I think somebody wanted a tattoo or something. I can't even remember. Right. And, um, and then, uh, was April, May, March, nothing came in. And at the end of March, I was like, dude, I don't have anything lined up. Like I just hit this, this void. And I was doing all the same things. I had like, I had proposed, people were asking me to do stuff and I had proposals out everywhere and they were just dying at HOA meetings or like middle management or like the funding didn't come through or whatever. It was just like, like 15 times I was like, what is going on? And so, and it brought me right back to that place of like, oh, I'm going to lose my apartment, you know, like, oh, like, because I'm just like, look, because I always try to be like three or four months in the future, sure, you know, whatever. I I just, like I said, I'm very financially uh, conservative. Right. And it just wasn't happening. And you just came off this high of this whole entire year. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, you know, yeah. And then, and then, you know, uh, like, two months ago or something like the dam broke. And now I'm just like completely slammed again. Like wow. I, I have giant stuff lined up like all over the place. That's amazing. What, what did you learn in that moment? Cause that's so oh, hard. Man. That's so hard because that it made, I'm writing it unto death. I'm writing this to death. Meaning there, there's you no know, plan B. you know, I'm there's going to be another job. Yeah. I am not getting another job. No. You know, there's going to be downs, but, is this or nothing? 
I'm not compromising. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, and it got, you know, it makes me emotional thinking about it because, you know, I'm I'm so committed and um that's the place that I'm creating from. You know, that's where my artwork is coming from is that place. And it actually it was a blessing to go through that because it it there's nothing else that's there. It's 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 that authentic experience of the art and my life and the world that I live in. They're all lined up, you know, like it's just a straight shot all the way to the depths of who it is that I am. And it doesn't stop, you know, there's. So to be able to know that I'm bringing that into the world with every painting that I do is like, oh, it's so solid. It's so solid because I'm just, I'm not moving off of this. I'm just, I'm not going to do it. And uh, so I feel like it was the universe giving me a gift of going through that experience, of getting clear, you know. And uh, so now it's like, it just fills me with joy to know that I went through that. And, you know, I hit that moment that everybody, that is the reason why people don't want to become artists because it's too hard and it's terrifying and it's painful and it's, it's dark, man. And there's nobody there to help you. Yeah. You don't, you're, there's nobody there except you. It's like, even if you reached out and I'm like, man, I'm struggling, you know? And you're like, dude, you got this. This is what people would tell me when I was in that moment. Cause I do reach out, you know? And they're like, dude, you've been here before. You're going to get through it. You know, like you have to trust yourself. And I'm just like, nobody knows. Nobody knows what I'm going through. Really? Like nobody knows how to do what I do. Like nobody knows how to get up on that wall and paint. Nobody's going to be there helping me. Right. Like, even if I get a helper, it's just because they're helping me do the thing that I'm already doing. Right. You know, and so it's that moment of engagement with the world and how it is that it's either receiving you or rejecting you. It hits you in the soul, you know? Yeah. And, um, but if you can get in there and you can create work from that place of purity, yeah, it's amazing. It's a miracle. And for you, you know, you've talked about religion, you've talked about spirituality a little bit. How much of that is part of your experience as a person these days? And how much of that do you feel like you're trying to connect with and portray in the, in the works that you're making? Oh, well, I'm secondarily an artist. I'm, uh, primarily, I see a light. I see a light in front of me. And I'm forever walking into that light. And I don't know what it is, but it's the reason why religion is there. It's the reason why the mystics have written about the things that they see in their experience. And it's the the way... So I'm just walking into that light all the time. And uh, that's the main thing that I'm doing. And then the art is secondary. Yeah. You know, but even talking to you is like part of walking into that light, you know? 
yeah. that shared experience that we're both having. Like you're revealing this transcendent quality that's opening up. Yeah. You know, and um, I'm having that experience and you're having that experience and I'm making an, the artifact that I leave behind of that experience is my art. Yeah. Yeah. That's really beautiful. And I'm thrilled to be a part of it. I've really enjoyed this conversation, Nathan. Oh, cool. Thank you so much for uh, coming on the show. And oh, great. Yeah, sharing, that was lovely. <laughs> sharing more of your journey. Awesome. Thank you. That was my conversation with Nathan Richard Phelps. Nathan, thank you so much for joining the show. I am a big fan of your work, and it was really a pleasure to hear more of your story and for you to be so honest and raw with listeners. I hope everyone out there took as much away from the conversation as I did. You should check out Nathan's work at NathanRichardPhelps.com. And of course, check out MakingWaysPodcast.com where you can learn more about Nathan, check out the show notes, see the illustration I did of him, and of course, check out more episodes of Making Ways Podcast. You all should definitely sign up for the Making Ways newsletter if you haven't yet. It's the first place to find out about new events and new merchandise, new episodes, articles, and so much more. Please follow us on all the social media. We love our fans and our audience on Instagram. There's been a really great conversation going there. So check us out on Instagram for sure. And if you're feeling up to it, which uh, shouldn't take too much energy, writing a review on Apple Podcasts would be amazing. It's a really powerful way for more people to learn about the show. And I sincerely thank you in advance for sharing Making Ways with a friend or a colleague or writing a review and helping us spread the word on this independent podcast. Making Ways intro music is by The Sandworms, and we've got some music by Jim Heffernan in the mix, too. Thank you all so much for listening, and I'll see you soon.